Juice Robinson leading his block like we all predicted. <laughs> yeah. Night three, fucking... night three fucked me so hard. Like I didn't even. Yeah, there was a like I was. There's a small part of me, like a small inkling, when I started doing this. It said, "You know what? Juice looked really good coming out of the last one. Maybe nah." <laughs> And now look at where we are now. Even if I lose, like, this pickums, I've still technically won the war because I've gotten both of you to give a shit about New Japan. <laughs> yeah. And uh, to follow it enough that you can, that at least Scotty can outpredict me. Yeah. Like, he's studied enough that he knows, like, the wrestlers enough to be like, no, no, I think this is possible. Whereas in the beginning, he didn't know who half the people were. <laughs> yeah. Now... Listen, and I freely admitted it. Can we take it really quickly back to last week where I did think Yoshihatsu was Yoshihatsu. Yeah, fuck! Yoshihashi was Yoshitatsu. I was. I mean, that hasn't. That technically. You've, you've predicted him losing the first two, so, like, that hasn't bitten you yet. Okay. But the minute I'm like, famed WWE star Yoshitatsu defeats Sonata is when I'm gonna start getting fucked. Listen. If Yoshihashi beat Yoshihashi beats Sonata, that means all my me putting all my money on Sonata was wrong. He's already zero and two. That's also fucking me. Also, Taichi and Jeff Cobb are both fucking me over in A block. Cobb broke my fucking life um, over the first couple of days of A block, and then of course, like Okada losing night one. You already said it, Dylan. It was all. It was over for me after that happened. Yeah, <laughs> I. So I don't know if you know this, but that is a yearly tradition. I don't, know. I don't think Okada's won his opening match since like 2016. Yeah. Uh, well, fuck it. I guess this is the cold open, so we should cover Dylan or uh, lowest score Blake at eight, Dylan at twelve, apparently not eleven, like we had thought, and then leading the block, Suzuki. <laughs> Welcome to Fight Boys, the show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I'm your host, they call me T-Bar, Scotty Moore. I am, what the fuck did you name me, Moose? Oh yeah. Moose! (laughs) Oh wait. Moose, are you ready to run today? I am the... I am the man who almost believed that Yoshihashi could beat evil in the G1. Oh, fuck. There's not a good, like, I don't think there was a good thing out of WWE outside of NXT, which I just think doesn't count anymore. Like, nothing really good ca- Oh, wait, there was one good thing, and it was when fucking... Our truth! Our truth! Got a I just remember I watched that fucking segment the next day and I knew that you were watching like live so I just asked Scotty did Tazawa get eaten <laughs> by a shark and see I wasn't watching the screen I kept looking down and like looking up and so I thought because I thought this is where it was going. I thought Tazawa was dressed up in a shark outfit and was trying to scare our truth. And then I rewatched it and said, "Oh no, that's just a fucking shark." 
I mean, it is somebody in a shark outfit, but still. Yeah. In the ocean! Um, was best line. I honestly really want him to win the 24-7 title at Clash. It's called Clash of Champions, which I feel might be my wrestling, um... Uh, uh, Mandela effect because I did not remember it was called Clash of Champions. I've called it Night of Champions forever. It's uh, actually they're renaming it this year. It is Smash of Champions. Actually, no, it is it is Clash of Champions Gold Rush. Get it right because every fucking show of the Thunderdome now gets a dumb little tagline to go with it. No, no, I'm pretty sure it was Night of Champions at one point when it started. It yeah, was, yeah, yeah, because that changed was it. Um, Back in the days before the brand split, you might not remember. Would we like to make predictions for the dumb subtitle for Hell in a Cell? The Devil's Playground, perhaps? Hell in a Cell. Violence is real. Hell in a Cell. Spooky Vince's Big Big Cage. Hell in a a Cell. The The cage is red and so is the blood. You know what? This one might actually be cool, but it could be called Hell in a Cell Retribution. Oh, no. Oh, no. That one's not. No, absolutely not. Now, see, if there had been a better build, that would have been a fucking good name. Now, you hold on now. You can, we can't get into that one. Listen, until until they accidentally uh, produce backlash as backwash, I don't really feel that. Yeah. Actually, that was that tagline was actually accurate this year because it was a week later. Yeah, that's got JWF pay per view name written all over it though. <laughs> back JWF backwash. Yeah. Um. In other news, SmackDown is trying its best to. I don't know why WWE suddenly like. Yeah, I'm sure no one remembers who Carmella is. Let's do a random mystery woman storyline involving Carmella. And just act- Do you remember do you remember Emelina? Oh fuck. You don't remember Emelina. I do in the worst way possible. Those were the vibes I was getting. That's one of those things that happened so long ago that I'm surprised we haven't gotten more info out uh, about it. Like Emma coming out and interview being interviewed and being like, I don't know what the fuck it was supposed to be. They just said fuck no, it. No, no. She it was a thing where like she knew and Vince is that's what Vince wanted, but she stuck by her guns and be like, I don't feel that's the best thing for me creatively. And everybody's like, Why would you turn down something from Vince McMahon? I was like, because Vince McMahon has been wrong. Yeah. And also, maybe she's not comfortable p- playing, like, a fucking, like, swimsuit model character. Yeah, exactly. I I do think that that's an interesting, like, idea that Vince cannot be wrong backstage when that is just obviously not true. <laughs> um... Uh, my uh, my 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 uh, fantasy booking father Adam Blompier just released a video and it was fantasy booking when Vince retires and he begins the video by saying, "Okay, look, they made me name it this, but we all know this is what happens when Vince McMahon dies, right? This is how <laughs> fantasy booking when he dies, right?" Jesus Christ, uh, that is that is a fair assessment, though. How many people have come out to say like? Yeah, Vince is not gonna let go till he dies. Yeah. Um, Vince McMahon, by the way, I want you to know, uh, Vince McMahon, when he dies, will uh, demand to be uh, buried uh, face down. That way more people can join the Kiss My Ass Club. I've uh, actually been working on a way to uh, cryogenically freeze my ass. Freeze (laughs) my ass. So you can bring it out to kiss it. I'm gonna be one of those 
Futurama talking jar hits. Yeah. F- did you say Futurama? <laughs> no, I, I'm Vince McMahon. I said Futurama. <laughs> Future mania. Future. Um, and also, speaking of Buckwild Vince things, of course, uh, I think it was last week we talked about Bianca and Peyton Vince being very, very high on. Uh-huh. Well, the news come out this week. Vince McMahon apparently just forgot <laughs> he just forgot about wanting to do these pushes and this was before this week's raw where they finally did like a package and then peyton royce actually fought oscar um they it was like both were left off raw belair was on main event but no one knows what the fuck happened vince just forgot so i mean we all know that vince is leaning more towards the like megalomaniacal, out-of-touch, backstage dictator who's starting to go a little bit in the head. And imagine that that's the guy that's running everything at WWE. <laughs> imagine that's the one guy at the top. It, it, is, it, is not a, it is not a cheerocracy, it's a cheer-tatorship. cheer-tatorship. <laughs> I mean, imagine if someone like that was fucking president. I don't know. Think about how terrible... Damn. <laughs> Get out and vote. 2020. 20, 20, fuck, please save us. Um, on to NXT, finally. Because there's really not much from Raw or SmackDown, which was weird. Hold on. Hold on. Because there's to- a pay-per-view this weekend. <laughs> if there's one thing you're thinking about from Raw that we haven't talked about yet, it's because it's my heel of the week. I will just let you know that right now. Yeah, no, no. I just wanted to. I just wanted to see it. I just wanted to see it. Are we not going to talk about how uh, how Raw's ratings have now reached like a one point six? Oh, oh yeah. shit! I didn't know it's gotten that bad. Oh yeah, dude. SmackDown's at like a two, two, two point one. SmackDown's going up. Roman Reigns confirmed draw. Yeah, uh, yeah. Of I, course, it's a good show. I'm not gonna lie. SmackDown is entertaining. It's got. It, are we gonna talk a, about? Are we gonna talk about Alexa Bliss' sister Abigailing people? Oh, I, I I said it before. I say it again. That's my favorite part of that show. It's got SmackDown is getting very good. It's got comedy bits. It's got horror bits. It's got your action. It's got literally everything wrestling can offer. It's just not done well, but it's all there anyways. It's, it's the bit where, like, if anybody says, like, fiend, then she, like, she, like, tranced out. It was like a fucking, like, Manchurian candidate. Like, just wham. She even does the kiss, too, but also her her sister Abigail, I believe, is the smoothest, like, the smoothest one. Maybe it, it rivals, it rivals Jay White. Yeah, I, I think it's because it, that move works really well for, like, people with thinner appendages, for lack of a better term, because you see the momentum swing on it a lot easier. Meanwhile, with Bray, it does kind of just look like he falls backwards, but with them, it looks like, holy shit, I think they killed them. They yeah, snapped you can, their you can see the you can see the torque. Yeah. I can... <laughs> I can't speak for somebody who has for two years now watched a very lanky, lanky creator wrestler <laughs> do the sister Abigail. It looks better when you've got a very thin boy doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and now on to a show that I honestly think could beat Raw in ratings if they would move it to a different night. And that is NXT. Why have they not moved it yet? I, I'm so mad. Like when it... <sighs> 
when the Monday night or but Wednesday night war started, I was like, oh, I understand these two shows are similar, so let them feud. But as it went on, the more I just realized, fuck, these are just two really good shows I'd like to watch. I honestly feel like at this point, uh, they're not that similar either. I, w- I was more referencing like indie darling talent, for lack of a better term. Like, people people who have been grown outside of WWE. It also now feels like, um, with the way SmackDown's been going, that AEW is just doing SmackDown better than SmackDown. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, but in NXT news, Sleazy Kyle, baby! Sleazy Kyle getting his championship opportunity! Candice versus Io Shirai! They are not fucking around for TakeOver 31, which is ironic given how much they fucked around for TakeOver 30. 30. Fuck. I feel like they I feel like they know they they fucked around and they're just like, "Okay, we should probably fix it. We should fix this." It, it's because like we should probably earn back some goodwill. We'll see when TakeOver when TakeOver 30 happened, they're like, "All right, this is going to be the biggest 30 year anniversary in wrestling." The biggest 30 thing that we've done. The G1's... Ha- how many now? <laughs> yeah. Also 30... Wait, wait, wait. What's what's best of the Super Juniors at? 25? Fuck. Jesus. <laughs> I've now realized what I want to do. And it, it is because I was just thinking about Breezango. Because that's kind of how I default. And it is... I think next week for our closing discussion, I really want to do NXT versus AEW fantasy booking. Because I would love to see Best Friends versus Breezango. That would be a fucking quality match. And I'm sure Dylan would love the chance to get to leave early. <laughs> no, we just all talk about, like, one match. One or two matches we'd like to make up a card. I mean, Breeze has said, like, someone asked him, who would you like to fight outside of WWE? And he was like, Orange Cassidy. 110% Orange Cassidy. But uh, back to Kyle. Apparently, Kyle dominated that gauntlet match. He tapped out, because I think Grimes was the first one out. No. Nope, Grimes was the last one. Kushida first, then, uh, Kushida first, then Big Time Timmy Jim, then Bronson Reed, then Cameron (laughs) Grimes! I can't get over Big Time Timmy Jim! Oh, fuck. But yeah, Kyle apparently, like, just tapped everybody out and was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm a good wrestler. Thanks for reminding me, guys. <laughs> he is a former Ring of Honor champion, though he is, I believe, the shortest reigning Ring of Honor champion. I can Google that real quick and find out. Um, in other news, they're doing a weird, like, vignette for someone debuting at TakeOver, and they're it's apparently gonna be a former champion, and they're thinking... So Bo Dallas? I'm not gonna lie, I hope so. I I want that boy back on my screen once again. That would be the best option, I think, because... Yeah. I mean, who, who else would it be? I mean, Nakamura? They said... I, uh, they have said that Rude is a uh, is possibly coming back, but I wouldn't put him here. Um, let me see if I can find the promo. 
Uh, yeah, it's, I, he says... The video game, whatever promo? Yeah, no, that's that's Bo Dallas. Yeah, it says, I'm not sure what happened. I helped create something out of my own blood, years and years of dedication, to be taken over by paper champions. The championships have been in isolation for far too long, but now I have come back. The takeover is mine. Um, oh, shit. Oh, it's gonna be Pat. <laughs> no. <laughs> they. I don't know if they would do this. Because he is like kind of a, a prominent person on SmackDown. Sammy Zayn. Nah. Sammy versus Balor would be fun, I think. The only way I can see that is if Zayn loses this triple threat, then maybe. Yeah. Also, uh, Dylan, you are correct. Kyle O'Reilly has, has the shortest Ring of Honor title reign at 33 days. <laughs> It's because they gave him that win over Cole at Final Battle, and then he didn't re-sign, even though they gave him, like, this, like, multi-year build. Yeah. Cole is the only person to win an outside title at Wrestle... No, I think the NWA championship changed hands. But, like, they had, like, three Ring of Honor ones, and, like, that was the only one where Cole won, and I was legitimately, like, shocked. Who did he beat? Do you remember? He beat Kyle O'Reilly. Oh, okay. At Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I didn't realize Roosh still had it. For some reason, I thought somebody had taken that off of him already. He got it back. He, PCO took it off of him. He won it back from PCO. Damn. Nobody, no NXT champion ha- has had more than two NXT title runs. Yeah. Because it used to be that you were the NXT champion, and then congratulations, you're now on the main roster. Yeah, pretty much. And that, I think, was it Joe? Shinsuke was the first one, wasn't it? No, Finn was. Finn, oh, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I, I'm excited because it's, uh, the only problem, if it's rude, we're fucked. But outside of that, Bo with a fun new character? Fuck yeah. Actually, no, you're right. It was Joe. Take yeah, that back. okay. I'm correct. Uh, but yeah, NXT's making money moves, and I'm excited to see where they go. I'm excited for TakeOver, which I have not said in a very fucking long time. Balor, ver- or Balor versus O'Reilly, EO Candice, Johnny versus Damian Priest, which I like half of that match. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to be busy um, this time, so I can actually watch it. Yeah, and then Brizongo versus either... It's either Undisputed Era or, I think, Lorcan and Birch, maybe? Yeah. Okay. So, oh, fuck, that's a tough one. I don't know who I would do for that one. Undisputed Era? On their, like, <laughs> their final legs, trying one last time. Because Kyle's not going to win, and then you could have them lose by some shenanigans, which is a great sentence to get to say, Brizongo defeats the Undisputed Era. Don't get me wrong, they might do they might do uh Oni and Birch, and then they might if if it's Oni and Birch, I would actually consider a title change. Oh really? Have they haven't they held them? Or am I thinking of someone else? I thought Oni and Birch. No, are, they've never Who am I thinking of that random ass tag team that got thrown together that didn't win that won the titles? You mean Imperium? No no, they're not they have a name. Uh, let's see. Yeah, no, absolutely nothing. They have they have not won those tag titles yet. Uh, on to AEW, and fuck, dude. It was a good one. 
We got Cody coming back with brunette hair because he's definitely turning heel and then a dog collar match, which it does not fit the aesthetic. But God, I hope Brody has a shirt that says Cody sucks eggs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now, if they are, if they start leaning into the more being the Dark Order as you see them on being the elite. Yes. (laughs) Dude. I can see John Silver that week showing up with a shirt that says that and then just getting yelled at by Mr. Brody. Oh, no, no, like, he's like, this is your gear for the show, and Brody just looks down at it and throws it at him. The, um, I, I realized something. Somebody pointed this out on Reddit, um, and it was about the Brody-Cassidy match this week on Dynamite. And I realized why I wasn't as into Cassidy during his feud with Jericho. Because in Jericho's, like, massive bid to make Orange Cassidy a main eventer, he stopped doing Orange Cassidy things. Yeah. And it sucked. And then he started doing them again, and it was great. He lost, but it was great. Also, speaking of the Dark Order, I fucking love Sue impotently trying to throw papers, and then them falling out of their hands, and then Brody just going, Do it again! Do it again! Pick up those papers for it, and she hits him. You fall down for Sue! You fall down for Sue! Uno hands her, like, even more papers to give it more weight. You bump for Sue! And then he starts doing, like, the edge after the Mick Foley table bump, like, shaking on the ground. John Silver. John Silver is a future champion. John John Silver's on Cameo for 40 bucks, and I was very tempted today. I was like, oh, I, I need money, but also, fuck... So does also so does Mr. Meat. <laughs> Look it up. Legitimate uh, nickname. I'm <laughs> also really loving they're definitely building Sheeta and Rosa to a unification match, right? Probably at the anniversary show. No. Are you like cause they did a lot of shit to put it in your mind to, this week? Because there was a moment where they both got their titles and their titles were handed to them. And almost like it was a scene from a ballet, both of them walked over, leaned down at the exact same moment, perfect synchronicity, grabbed their titles, turned, and then held them up in the air. And I said, oh, they doing this then? They gonna do this then? I mean, I would love a chance to see another, like, Sheeta Rosa match, because, um... Rosa is great, and I think that their match at All Out was just a, just a, a, just something that she could put a clinic on for, you know? And at this time, Matt Hardy won't die before it, so no (laughs) one's opinion of the match will be tainted. It was still match of the night, though! (laughs) Yeah, exactly! But I heard a lot, a lot of people online just saw, like, I couldn't get into anything. I just saw Matt Hardy die. I can't do this. Listen, I know it takes a lot more than that to kill Matt Hardy. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, I, I thought this was the week. I thought this was the week fucking Chuck Taylor was finally going to get to say shit on national TV, but it just did not happen. He did. He, he what, what did he call FTR? I forget. Didn't he call? He called them weenies. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're a couple of weenies. weenies. Only Chuck Taylor can say that with a serious tone and you believe him. Yeah. 
I am excited for that match. I really am best friends versus that. Because, like, I know it's leading to Bucks versus... Right now, we're just going to have to sit and knowing it's leading to Bucks versus FDR. And right now, just be like, what can we get in the meantime? And best friends match FDR is good. We can get match quality. Yeah. We're trading... Get down. We're, we're trading surprise for match quality. And you know what? I'm here for it. You can also get dad with it a dad with it a down with the best friends. No, um, that's that's not how that works. Dick, by the way, uh, <laughs> fucking tweener of the week because uh, Blake started that unofficial tweener of the week. Uh, Matt Jackson taking Tony Schiavone's phone, smashing it against a door frame, and then just throwing a bunch of money at him. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then afterwards, on commentary, Schiavone was straight up just like. You know what I'm gonna do with that money? I'm a I'm a buy a new phone. <laughs> just so it's quickly like, be like, oh no! Did you I, watch? I, uh, I saved the SIM card. He doesn't listen. He doesn't <laughs> want to get Alex Marvezd. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys watch uh, the the Tuesday night like midnight dynamite? No, I didn't. Appa- no. Apparently, a uh, 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 fucking Scorpio had a very good match and. I can't remember who he wrestled, but apparently that guy deserves a contract, according to everyone who watched. What, Ben Carter? Yeah, Ben Carter. Is Carter, yeah. He impressed a lot coming out of that. Um, Don't step on my baby face of the week. (laughs) Oh, well, hold on. Mine does kind of, and then, oh, does Anna J count? Yes. Yes, she does, doesn't she? (laughs) Okay, the only thing I will say about it, because I watched it a little bit, is... Jericho on commentary initially was very good and fun. I don't I don't know if he was just had an off night because he leaned so much into the heel persona that it was jarring to a point where like Excalibur he kind of became a heel version of Jim Ross because Excalibur's like talking about uh I can't remember who was coming up, but talking about where they were from in England, and Jericho's just screaming like this is not a geography class, Excalibur. This is about wrestling. Fuck you. And it's like, you went so over the top that it took away from matches. But outside of that, it was okay. Um, Before we get to the, uh, the next thing I think you want to talk about, I do want to say, my prediction from All Out on who would win... <laughs> Kind of came true. Now, hold on. Just just listen to me now. <laughs> now, hold on now. Yeah, uh, I don't think I've ever gotten more excited for a COVID announcement. Please get well soon, Lance Archer. But the m- minute they were like, yeah, um, he's putting the title on the line. Oh, cool. Against Darby or something like that. No, Eddie Kingston. <gasps> everybody, everybody get in. Everybody get in. We're going. <laughs> Yep, boom. The train is leaving the station. Calm and down. Kingston, Everyone calm down. It's happening. It's finally happening. He cut a ballin' promo, too. Yeah. Welcome. Huh, every, yeah, welcome. That was great. Everyone, the- welcome to AEW uh, Hood Kawada. <laughs> <laughs> the match was a little slow. Like, it, it felt like they didn't click. But I also feel like that's because they didn't have. <laughs> what match were you watching? I didn't like it that much. I didn't. I thought it was all right. It was le- I. It was legit. It was like if you transposed a G one match into the fucking AEW. I, that is what. That is kind of what I thought. Um, it is 
they had strong style going. They had like they had like burning spirit. They had the whole nine yards. Yeah. I I always enjoy. They had, you had to die by passing out. <laughs> I do always enjoy like that, spe- like a specifically strong style kind of hoss match. Yeah, I, I think it was mostly like the crowd was awkwardly silent for it. That's kind of what it was for me because all the other matches they were very hyped and all seven of them. Yeah, all, all seven people in the crowd they were like, "Fuck yeah, Moxley!" And then it. It wasn't a match that they were used to, I guess. And so the crowd was really silent. But outside of that, I was like... Uh, you, need to, you need to understand, I don't even notice there is, an, is or isn't a crowd anymore. <laughs> uh, is Excalibur there? That's all that matters to me. I, I am excited for the eventual rematch, though. Because they are going to be like, give them barbed wire bats and let them bash each other's brains in. And that's what it's going to be like. Intense. It's going to be very exciting. I, fuck, Eddie Kingston's so good. I'm shocked we didn't. None of us brought him as baby face of the week again because he's just so fucking good. We 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 all took a week, remember? Oh yeah. Once he he can we can only pass people around like to each one of us, and then it's it's over. Yeah. I I wanted to bring him, but then my other one, it, it they hit me in a very specific place because I realized that I have saved almost all of their posts that I've seen on Reddit. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. Oh, we do need to say quick rest in peace to Road Warrior Animal. That was... That one was crazy. That one was like when Roddy uh, passed away. I was like, no, that's not how that works. That's not how that works. So that, that one was very bad. Yeah, it's always the unexpected ones that are the worst, because uh, usually beforehand you'll hear some news about a health complications or something unexpected happening, and then it's just kind of a... You know, like Fink. <laughs> Fink, what? Fink, Fink was one of those ones where you're, you're just like, yeah, like, we knew his health was failing. Because like, it, it had been brought up a little bit before he passed, so, like, you were kind of getting ready for it. Animal, that just kind of sucked. Yeah, that came out of nowhere. Um, also, quick heel of the week... Before we get into the real ones, a uh, fuck Flip Gordon because he t- he yeah. tweeted this week votings for marks as he tossed his vote by mail application into the trash can. And I will say, someone did tweet saying, "Why is everyone mad at Flip for not voting? Surely that's so much better than him actually voting." <laughs> <laughs> He wasn't going to vote for anything progressive. Yeah, uh, so that's one thing he's done. He's gone off on masks. He's just... Okay, actually, someone here, uh, I am Kelsey91 on Twitter, has summed it up pretty well. Flip Gordon believes the earth is flat, COVID is a hoax, anti-mask, wildfires are a conspiracy, which, what the fuck? And that voting is for marks. He is without a doubt the dumbest wrestler ever. Okay, now I hope. Listen, Do you know how hard you have to work to make Will Osprey look smart. <laughs> maybe, maybe this is all just an elaborate ploy by him to get people that. Sh- not, I'm not going to say shouldn't be voting. Everybody has a right to vote, but people that would vote like he would vote to not vote. <laughs> and I, you remember when we, when we thought it was a joke, like when the flat earther came, I was like, ah, oh, he's just doing a persona to get people to, hate. and like, no, now it turns out he totally yeah. is that stupid. Uh, him and, him and Uncle Alan. Unc- <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Alan, Alan. Come and come. he's going to tell you all about the flat earth. And I will say, one of my favorite new uh, UK guys, Mad Kurt, tweeted, 
Hello, at Flip Gordon. I have some important information about the wildfires that I think you in particular will find really interesting. Please DM me. And then he posted a screenshot where Flip said, what have you got for me? And he just replies, you're a big dumb baby. (laughs) (laughs) And I love him for it. And I also love all of our patrons at patreon.com slash a load of BS, the website where you can support us, get access to exclusive content like Wrestling History X, or watch me and Blake react to old episodes of JWF Monday Night War. It's all available, and it would it absolutely mean the world to us for you to give us money to buy a cameo from John Silver. And you can do that at patreon.com slash a load of BS. Who are we go? Who are we assaulting on Twitter this week? Uh, do you wanna you wanna you wanna tweet Serpentico and tell we him that we it, believe it that can't just become Serpentico watch. You need to no no no. You didn't let me finish the sentence. Okay. Tweet at him that at, we at least believe that he's not also David Arquette. <laughs> we don't have to do that. I just really wanted to use that line. Oh no! Wait, <laughs> we actually say he's not David Arquette. He's Freddie Prince Jr. Okay. Yes. <laughs> at, at, at Snake Man, we believe that you're not David Arquette because we know that you're actually <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> oh fuck! You know, you know what that'll get us back? A retweet with what? <laughs> All right, while I type this one up, get into your uh, heels of the week, gentlemen. Uh, which one of us is starting? Uh, either one of you, because I have to type up this tweet. All right. Dylan, you can go ahead. Sure. So, uh, as as you well know, I am an avid watcher of AEW Dark, because it's the only AEW I can, like, watch in full. Uh, granted, they're getting, like, pretty... It's like an hour and a half show every week. Like, it's hard to make time for it. They're making it hard. Um, but this week they managed to like take away from the experience in a way I wasn't expecting. So you see last week they had Ricky Stark show up for like a bit for commentary. And that was fun. It was like for like after one match or so, but I was like, okay, whatever. They had him in an hour of the show. Oh God. So it was Taz. Taz wasn't calling shit right. Cause he was like trying to like, put, like, pull up the Team Taz thing, and then, like, was just... Like, it threw the whole dynamic off. It wasn't a great thing anyway. Like, it threw Veda off. It threw, like, the whole the whole thing. And uh, I wasn't a fan. Like, when they actually called matches, it was great. But then, like, there'd be some interaction with Ricky, and I was like, no, fucking Ricky, no, back off. And, like, I love Ricky Starks. Yeah. And, like, it made me not like Ricky Starks, because I don't believe that you should have a of a wrestler at commentary for longer than one match. Mm-hmm. You have them commentate on the one match as you like, like as a thing, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna leave now. Yeah, because it's usually part of a storyline. Yeah, and, they did and not. That's what they hour hour of wrestling. That's, that's what they've been doing with uh, Kenny for all of Hangman's matches, which is really weird. And um, it's just, I love Kenny. Kenny is very weird on commentary, like, because you can tell he's acting. You can tell, because, like, Jericho, God help him, we all know that's a character, but he falls into that character. Kenny, you can kind of tell. To be fair, uh, one of them took acting lessons. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. One of them is the star of But I'm Chris Jericho. (laughs) 
And would you like to guess which one of them it is? Listen, one of them, one of them co-starred in McGruber. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know how you compete with acting chops like that. Yeah. How do you compete with acting chops like that? What do you got, Blake? All right, my heels of the week, and they're act for actually being good heels. I've got two because um, there was a, an interview um, done just last night, I think, where uh, Jericho was being interviewed. It doesn't really matter about what, because halfway through, MJF bebops up in on this. <laughs> Hello, Christopher. <laughs> Christopher. And you see, they have this immediate energy between them, where they're just about to be best of buds, and then they bring up the fact that they called each other losers. And they both say it in tandem. Their faces change, their demeanors change, the energy in the room changes into a very thick tension. And this is the moment that I realize, oh, both of these guys are heels. Both of these guys are assholes. Both of these guys know exactly how to play to another heel's ego. And both of them could put on possibly one of the best heel versus heel feuds ever. I kind of want him to try to take the Dark Order from Jericho. Or not the Dark Order. Oh, fuck. Uh, I kind of want him to try to take the uh, the inner circle away from Jericho. Because that's what he was talking about. He's like, I need a stable. I need to join something. And it'd be great for him to just... Take it out from underneath Jericho so he can go do more super spreader Fozzie concerts. God, that would be fucking wonderful. Because, you know, I, I know we've discussed um, the idea of what a heel versus heel feud is. And, like, if it's for a title or something, eh, you know, those are harder to do. But this, this is a heel versus heel feud for ideals. Mm-hmm. This is some. This is for something deeper. This is for something greater. This is for something that is just more than the sum of its parts. And it's says two supreme assholes. They could just touch each other in a special. <laughs> so now on to my heel of the week, and <laughs> and my heel of the week is retribution because fuck. It was so bad because, and I know I constantly compare them to the Nexus and the Shield, but here's the thing: WWE. Now that now you can compare them to Bane from <laughs> Batman Returns. <laughs> so someone I tweeted, was born in the Performance Center, molded by it. <laughs> I didn't see the I didn't see the main roster till I was already a man. <laughs> someone tweeted as a goof during Raw and then Dijakovic, I'm not calling him fucking T-Bar or whatever. He actually tweeted it and the, and the guy just said, I can't make fucking jokes anymore. I can't make jokes anymore because they're just gonna do it. This sucks. I'm not even mad you stole it. Yeah, but when The Shield debuted, we heard, wait a minute, that's Seth Rollins! That's Dean Ambrose! Roman Reigns from the uh, Developmental Center! They're here! They're attacking! When I the can't believe it, Sills! When, the, when uh, fucking uh, Nexus debuted, that's Wade Barrett from, JX, from NXT. That's this guy. That's this guy. They, they knew their audience, and they knew their audience who watch wrestling would know, oh yeah, that's the NXT guys. Or in uh, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s case, oh yeah, that's the guys from FCW or NXT. 
And then we get to tonight <laughs> where they're like, all right, they've all signed contracts for some reason, which I understand probably like Shane or somebody is using them to destroy the roster so we can have three hours of Raw Underground, but like, They've all, they were already that way we can bury more people. They were already signed to fucking contracts. Me and him, Dominic Dijakovic, they were all already signed to fucking contracts. Just make that part of the storyline. Make it part of who's the other female? Uh, Mercedes Martinez, someone who I be- oh, called that who wrestled on NXT, I believe, like three weeks ago, and yet. Instead of because yeah, you remember because Rhea killed yeah, it. Yeah, because that'd be a great storyline. Is them saying like. You are officially <laughs> banned. You've been kicked out. Okay, okay. Hold on. So, this works so hard. So, so Dominic Dijakovic and Mercedes Martinez got their shit kicked out of them so badly that they had to be in retribution. <laughs> it's punishment! Yeah. Yeah. That's why they have to wear the stupid masks. And that's my thing. It would have been so interesting. They look like a bad, they look like a shitty version, like knockout version of Slipknot. Oh, it's bad. This is, this is the start. This is the pendulum swinging the other way, isn't it? Now to the point where it's like, used to, you know, WWE didn't want indie darlings coming in using their names. That's why we have like Finn Balor instead of Fergal Devitt or something. Then they're like, uh, yeah, but now we get the prince, which is great. Yeah, but so now, like, then they said, okay, we'll let them use, we'll let them use their names. We got Samoa Joe in here. That's all right, whatever. And now after Vince's cameo bullshit, where he realizes that he doesn't own their names, wait, what if it's what if it's only the guys in NXT who are using their real indie names? What if it's only those? And he's like, we got to change them all, put them in retribution. But yeah, I, I just. It would have been so great if Adam Pierce. No, because they renamed Dominic I'm Dijak. Get this fucking storyline out! <laughs> I'm to get this out. This is my heel. This one was mine. Now you know how I feel when you fantasy book. <laughs> oh. And I just they Adam Pierce comes out. You're not here. You're not employees. You're fucking banned. Get out of the arena. And then they take off their masks, and they're like, no. You've signed us for multiple years. That's it. That's all they had to do. Then you've got five well-established names of the main roster. Instead, we get T-Bar and Mace and Slapjack, who fucking apparently is now in a Twitter feud with CM Punk because Punk posted a- Oh, baby! Punk posted a picture of Slapjack and just said, when you're bored and catering and there's an abundance of paper plates. Why? Because he's wearing a fucking dumbass fuck- Casey Jones bullshit. Paper plate snowflake mask that you just got bored and he just started cutting holes out of. I was really- I was really hoping he'd get called out by Jeff Jarrett and just be like, oh, wait, sorry, no, that was slap nuts. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, of course, T-Bar, who's going too hard in the paint, was like, you mock my brother Slapjack because you're a coward like every current and former WWE superstar. You tease leading retribution, but we will not follow you to failure like your new Nexus. Which, if I may, CM Punk had the greatest match of his career while he was technically still part of the new Nexus. So, don't fuck around with them. 
If you insult retribution, it will be very painful <laughs> for and you. I, I, I like that. Yes, if if you mean if by you you mean everyone watching, yeah. and it, at least Shane Thorne is the only one acknowledging it, <laughs> acknowledging that his name is fucking Slapjack now because he posted haste Thorne. Neither main evented Monday Night Raw, Slapjack did on night one. That's retribution. So at least Shane Thorne is saying like, okay, I was Shane Thorne, but now I'm this. And if they were able to make that part of the storyline, that they've just like five NXT talents banded together and bought a bunch of extras off the internet to come and assault Monday Night Raw every week. That makes sense. But this week, they were like, we don't know who these people are as Mia Yim flips around her blue fucking ponytail with half her face exposed. No clue who these people are. You know, in retrospect, when they were asking us what our alternate name should be, and I didn't know what to pick, and they said, well, what's your favorite food? I like flapjacks, I guess. All right, fine. You're Slapjack! You're Slapjack nope. now. That sounds more like my favorite thing to do on Saturday nights alone. <laughs> now, apparently we're not the only ones, because apparently backstage at WWE, anytime Retribution was discussed, it was met with uproarious laughter. So no one takes them seriously. Someone claiming the masks and names are already making the road for these guys impossible to climb. We will know how far this goes if, on this week's SmackDown, we see Roman Reigns throwing shade at Retribution. Yeah. Because I I just realized that's what I want to see in this world most. I'm actually going back and trying to see if any of these people were at Survivor Series, because if so, hey, you've had them on your main roster, so fuck you. No surprisingly- The only one who- the only one who might have been was Mia Yim. Yeah, no, Mia Yim was. I was thinking maybe Dijakovic, but no, he wasn't. Um, yeah, so that's my heel of the week. Retribution, they fucking suck, and I'm so upset because it could have been so cool. Could they? Hold on, you're, hold on, you're right. They couldn't have done it right, but someone could have. There uh-huh. we go. Someone. Somewhere out there. All right, now now on Baby to- Baby Baby, baby faces of the week. I am baby face. Blake, would you like to go first? Yes. My baby face of the week is somebody that I, and I think a lot of other people on the Squared Circle uh, subreddit, appreciate a lot. And their name is uh, RB underscore Reigns. RB underscore Reigns is a great, what, what we call in the Reddit business, novelty account. Where they basically develop their own character for their user, and they just go for it. RB Reigns is somebody who posts reactions to stuff that happens in wrestling completely in kayfabe every fucking time, and it normally leads to a rant the size of Scotty's fantasy bookings. <laughs> um, my favorite one. My favorite one was whenever. Uh, Kenny like left Hangman, and he was just like, "This is disgusting." <laughs> he is a terrible friend. I, I actually have their most recent one um, about Kenny and Hangman pulled up that I wanted to read a little bit of. Title: 
Kenny Omega is so arrogant and selfish, and how Hangman Page dealt with his BS for this long is astonishing. Kenny Omega was on commentary during the Hangman Page-Kazarian match. In this, I don't know, Omega really lost me. You can just tell he wanted Page to lose the match. It's this cocky arrogance that Omega has showed on commentary that rubs me the wrong way. I honestly don't know how Hangman Page dealt with Omega for so long. He's so fucking... He goes on... There's three more paragraphs. This is so... Of course Orton ruins a moment of raw unity. Fuck him. That's my champion. (laughs) (laughs) If I was an AEW competitor, I'd try to be friends with Hangman Page. What could come of it if you could possibly be a tag champ with him and make him happy that he has a friend? I honestly don't understand how The Miz has fans. Morrison has changed him for the worst. It started with The Fiend, but I remember how he wanted to be a role model for his daughter. (laughs) I love him! I want to bring him on the show and have him just completely react to everything in pure kayfabe. So which idiot between Vince McMahon and Triple H signed Retribution? Whoever it is, they better clean up their mess instead of leaving it to the members of the WWE Raw roster. Oh, fuck. Okay, yeah, you know what? That's a good baby face. But it's not the best baby face of the week. It's not the most electrifying baby face in all of Fight Boys history. And it is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. A motherfucker that got to his house and his, I assume, multi-thousand dollar gate was not working. At which point, Dwayne got out of his truck and said, Fucking no! I was Hercules! And ripped the gate off of the fucking brick itself. This is that's shoddy Mason work. That's what that is. I was, I was about to say, how do, how do you think the Rock really felt once the adrenaline wore down? And he's like, "Yeah, I did it. I ripped that gate out of the hinges. I'm a fucking. I paid so much money for that goddamn oh, no, no. gate." Here, here is his Instagram post with a picture of the gates. I wish that that there was like video of the rock doing this but there's not it was not my finest hour but a man's gotta go to work we experienced a power outage causing the front gate not to open i tried to override it to open the gates which usually works when the power goes out but this time it wouldn't made some calls to see how fast i can get the gate tech on site but i didn't have 45 minutes by this time i know i have hundreds of production crew members waiting for me to come to work so we can start our day so i did what i had to do my security team was later able to meet the gate technician and welders, and they were apparently in disbelief and equally scared. Jesus. <laughs> uh, part of me wants this to be, like, 100% factually true. No strings attached. But part of me thinks he just used his car. <laughs> I don't know, because, like, there would be a sign of impact. There is no impact. No, no, no. Not if you just go up to it and push it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you just go up and then you just rev the fucker. Well, see the other the other part of me, like somebody put planted this seed in my head of conspiracy. That's like 
is this just going to be promotion for his next movie? I've now got videos I'm watching of this. Oh, shit. Like, he... Yeah, no, there's, like, a little nubbin that they connect into, I guess. And he pulled that nubbin out. This is... Yeah, no, this is not a car job. Because a car job, you would see, like, bending of the metal. There's no bent metal. It's just like it pulled it directly out of the wall. I, I would also like to take this moment to say that Dwayne Johnson is a 48-year-old man. What the fuck are we doing with our lives? <laughs> exactly. Not taking roids. Don't you talk about Dwayne that way. Dwayne is all natural tequila. All natural tequila and 50 pounds of cod a day. And he's about to reach 200 million, million Twitter followers, which I don't know if that's a record, but it's gotta be, right? Is The Rock the most followed man on Instagram? While I talk about this, Dylan, who's your baby face? No, bud. Lady Gaga has 82 million followers. Bud? I just said nearly 200 million for Dwayne. Oh, I thought you said 2 million. Okay, never no, mind. No! 200 million. Dylan, talk about wrestling so people don't tune out. So, going back to my uh, basis for my heel, um... On AEW Dark, possibly, like, the free match of the year happened between uh, my boy, Lee uh, <laughs> Shotty Johnson, and ben, ben Carter. It was, it was, what, 22 and a 23-year-old having, like, a best of the Super Juniors match. That is the only thing I can, like, compare it to, is, like, a high-tier best of the Super Juniors match. Like, Ben Carter, that's, between that and the Scorpio Sky match, he, he earned, he probably earned himself a contract, and if they haven't signed Lee Johnson after 14 matches, they really should, because none of them have been bad. Yeah. Uh, the finish to that match alone was insane. It was a top rope Spanish fly into a, like, super kick, seated super kick, that Lee Johnson then kicked out of. Shit! That then... That then Ben Carter followed up with a with a frog splash. That is how. Which, by the way, he just jumped to the top yeah. rope. This is actually one of those things that I think, like, you know, it, it doesn't real like it's not something that you realize until after the fact. And I think it's just the fact that they're building these uh, wrestlers up now, and they're giving them airtime, and soon they're going to have. So many stars on their roster. It's like it's like the Dark Order. Dark Order started off as something that no one taught too seriously, and then like in a span of less than like three months, they became the hottest thing in the company. They are slow building everyone into being stars. Speaking of hottest thing in the company, Energy's had how many matches again? Oh, uh, nine. Not in AEW. Over fucking all nine, and uh, yeah, she choked out Brandy this week. That was great. Yeah, I I have a disproportionate like hatred for Brandy as a wrestler. <clears throat> no, I yeah, and I, that, that I understand the brand because like a match started and I was like I'm good, and then as it went on, I went oh okay, and Jay's very good. My my. Cody and Brandy are two people who I love more than anything in this world until they get into a wrestling ring and the bell goes ding. 
Um, I would also like to applaud Anna Jay for completely no-selling Orange Cassidy's glasses. Oh, yeah. Actually, no, she she did. Because if you looked, she mouthed the words, Are you serious? <laughs> just dead high in him. I know, but, like, if you look at that, just, like, stone-faced. So fucking good. Some heels oh, yeah. would, like, rip them off, but she was like... No, I'm gonna live in this world that you put me in, and I'm gonna hate you for it. She is the best. Anna Jay is so great. Oh yeah, especially like I love that. I love that. I love being the elite where like Stu Grayson only fears Anna Jay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, uh, Dwayne is only beat out by Ariana Grande and footballer Cristiano Ronaldo, and also the official Instagram account. But that I, that doesn't fucking count. I'm just gonna say. Oh, on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant Twitter. No, 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 no. Dwayne's did Dwayne stay on that Insta? Uh, but Instagram yeah, is a lot better of a place to be anyway. But yeah, I I actually really like Anna J because like she adds something different to the Dark Order. Like everyone else, and especially being the being the Dark Order. I'm not calling it BT anymore. Being the Dark Order, everyone else is a little sponsored by Chili's. <laughs> everyone else is a little bit goofy, and then you just got. A scary woman in the back who's just staring at people. A 20, what is he, 23-year-old scary woman? Yeah. A, a woman who has no right to look scary. <laughs> like, It's going to be great when Tay Conte is there, and then it's just going to be two scary-looking women. Yep. One of which knows, like, high-tier freaking uh, judo. All right, well, now on to the end of the show, and fuck, time to make some more predictions, boys. Because Clash of Champions Gold Rush is on the horizon, and I'm just saying this match is probably going to happen because we're doing this before SmackDown, where other matches can be announced and affected. I do genuinely think they're going to do Otis versus Miz or Morrison for the Money in the Bank briefcase, because last week they decided to sue Otis (laughs) to get the briefcase because they are fucking... Just cartoon villains at this point, and I love it. And if that happens, Morrison's getting the briefcase. That's what I, that's what I think. Is it Moose and all they have left to do now is say like swear revenge on Moose and Squirrel, yeah. and then they'll be calm. No, I listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna come back at this one and say that I think that Vince remembered Otis. Say, <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, I gave him. I gave him the briefcase, and they took it away. Ah, just have him fight for it. Get it back. It's fine. Big boy's gonna win. Hey, Otis, do that truffle shuffle. <laughs> All right, Dylan. Who have you got if this happens? I f- fuck Otis. I'd have to see the episode. You know what I mean? Yeah, see SmackDown. To, we we will. This After is all her. reliant on SmackDown. I will say the only thing I, that we can't... I say Otis because at, at this point there's no reason. Like, he's had it this long, and I don't think anybody's ever lost the briefcase physically. Yes, um, Edge beat Mr. Kennedy for it. Correct, but that was because of, like, actual, like, injuries and in politics. Oh, okay. I thought you, uh, you just mean, like, just because of storyline reasons. <laughs> they were like, this was a mistake. Uh, on to Asuka versus Zelina Vega in the most slapdash put-together match for Asuka, which is weird that you don't have a plan for her. Oh, wait, that's right. Nobody's ready for Asuka. Nobody's ready for Asuka. How many times has Vega actually wrestled on the main roster? 
not that many. Well, she does a lot of the um, like three on threes, but as far as like one on one, not that many. Okay. Um. Uh. Then I will have to say an early condolences to Zelina Vega's family and loved ones because Oscar's going to now, destroy wait, her. Hold on. Blake. Say, what if Zelina Vega had wrestled a thousand matches on Raw? Would that have changed your pick at all? No. <laughs> uh, we we all have Oscar because obviously uh, it, there are a few of these that I'm just gonna quickly run through. Lashley versus Cruz. We have Lashley because obviously Bailey Nikki. We have Bailey because obviously Roman Reigns versus Uso. We have Roman because obviously. Yep. McIntyre Orton. I I know we've all gone. Do we want to go there already? Or no, no, no. Let's let's go back to the tag matches. We've got Street Profits versus Garza Andrade in a match that I think I I think they've been doing this since WrestleMania. I genuinely do. I honestly, so I'm of I'm of two minds. One is like they're gonna have. Garza and Andrade finally split up. My other thing is, this is their eighth time. Like, they have to fucking win eventually. They're like 0-6. Yeah. Uh, I just like the Street Profits. Actually, boys, this has been going since WrestleMania. Because it was Garza and Austin Theory at the time. But close a fucking nuff. It was still going since WrestleMania. Wait, I thought that they, um... I thought that the Street Profits were in a different feud at WrestleMania. Nope, they were in that feud, and then they were not... Hold on, I just want to see the Street Profits. They were not on Money in the Bank. Just good for them, I guess. Um, back- Then they had that one against the Viking... Oh, that's right. They did have the very, very good match with the Viking experience. The Viking Prophets, man. And then we go on to Extreme Rules, where they were once again not on the show. Boy, it has the time has not been good to them, has it? No. Anyways, um, back is to that. Is Vegas still with Andrade, like, managing him, or is that still nothing? No, not really. Actually, now that I think about it, I'll have them. I'm gonna put the profits, too, because... Yeah, the most buckwild thing on Raw was it was a triple threat to determine the number one contenders, featuring Garza and Andrade, a team that broke up last week, Seth and Murphy, a team that broke up last week, and then... Just at the very fucking last minute thrown together, Umberto Carrillo and uh, Dominic Mysterio. What is their roster right now? Is there any other tag team? No. Yeah, okay, great. Good work, WWE. Um, Now this one, I'm gonna be fucked on this one. Hardy versus Styles versus Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental title. And I know who I want to win. I know who I want to win, but since I'm failing miserably at this year's prediction series, um, I get to pick first. Now, here's here's where I come into this. I thought about who I wanted to win most, and it's Sami Zayn. Oh, yeah. I don't think Sami Zayn's gonna win. As a matter <laughs> of fact, 
I think Sami Zayn is at this point more likely to go back to NXT. Um, because when we brought that up earlier in the episode, I thought, hmm, I'm going to fantasy book that into reality now. And I thought, okay, so who would I want to win Hardy Styles? And then I just realized, yeah, I'm just going to give it to AJ because they need somebody to do something with the IC title. All right, Dylan, you get second pick. <sighs> I didn't think he was going to go there. I didn't either. I didn't either, bud. <laughs> uh, who did y'all think I was going to pick? Zane. Yeah. Uh, Dylan, who have you got? Uh, fuck. I was going to pick Hardy. <laughs> But I don't want to give you Zane for some reason. Give, no, give me my wrestle father, please. Uh, I just I just don't have to deal with you if he wins. <laughs> Is that weird? Is that a weird way to take this? I, mean, I understand. Like, if you want to, you could take it. But I just don't believe it because I don't think that they care enough about Zane on the main roster, even though they're making him the main player in this story. Yeah. I'm happy that Blake took Styles. I got a 50 50 shot now. No offense, Blake. Great pick. Great pick for you. Great pick to pick Styles. I mean, if you're if you're already thinking that, you may have already fucked yourself. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, take him. Okay, you took Hardy. Oh, oh, oh. And, uh, I, I, I also hate this one though because we haven't seen SmackDown yet. We have not seen the Go Home. Yeah, yeah. So this is gonna. This might be fucking different <laughs> by tomorrow, which sucks. But oh well. Uh, Lucha House Party versus the artists. I got Lucha, Lucha, Lucha. Have you seen how ripped Kalisto is? <laughs> yeah, but they're breaking them up right now. They're doing a weird breakup angle with them. Who are the two that are fighting? It's Kalisto and the one that's not Grand Metal Lake, Lince Dorado, I believe. But they're doing a partial breakup because I think uh, our, uh, Grand Metal Lake's contract's up. Oh, really? Wait, hold on. <laughs> so, wait, the one that's the the Sweden of the affair, the one that is the impartial party is going to go away, and then we get the breakup with the well, other yeah, yeah. two. He's going to leave... Because he's tired of their shit, and then the breakup is going to be full force. Okay. Uh, let's listen, man. I, I uh, ever since that time you guys said you would give me extra points to pick Lucha House Party, I kind of felt like I just needed to pick Lucha House Party for things. It's now become your Bray Wyatt pick. This is your new Bray Wyatt pick. Is uh, Lucha House Party? Well, I also didn't know that they were breaking up, but like now I feel bad if I. <laughs> yeah. We, listen, if I we... don't have like I. Like if I don't have one person winning the title, like I like, I have one. I have one team retaining. Therefore, the other team has to win. Yeah, listen, we all have a Bray Wyatt pick. My like, uh, mine. In no, the- I have several. I have every Joshi wrestler Bray Wyatt now Lucha House Party. I mean, I've always had um fucking uh Becky Lynch has been mine. Sami Zayn and the Braun. Oh no! What? Oh no! You you went against it. You went against your word. You gave me your pick. I can't do that. Oh fuck! You've done it. You've it's written in stone right here. 
You've done it! You've given up a pick! I'm sorry, Sammy. You've abandoned your boy! You've abandoned your I can't your believe boy. you've done this. I can't believe I've done this. Because this is going to be the one time he wins now. Because I've willed it into existence. Uh, Riot Squad versus a team that I've just called the bad bitches. But Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. I, I want to know y'all's argument. Because, like, I think Shayna Baszler could beat the Riot Squad in a one-on-two match. Oh, uh, break up so they can finally have their feud. Oh, okay. It's like... You know how, like, uh, John Cena and uh, Shawn Michaels won the tag titles? Oh, yeah. Well, for me, they're ju- they've already shown they're very fun. A lot more fun than I think any of us thought Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax would be as a tag team. And that's why. I think this might have been the original plan, but after showing that they have good charisma together, I wouldn't doubt if they're like, keep it on them. Let them roll with it for a few months. Yeah, but you see, one of these is actually a team, and, like, the Riot Squad has had a story going for, like, what, four months? Yeah, that matters in normal promotions. <laughs> um, but Scotty's buckwild wrestling logic usually applies to WWE better than anything. I know, that's why, that's why I'm so sad he's winning the G1, because that means the G1 is becoming, like, WWE. <laughs> if it, this fucking... If this Suzuki dream board happens, I will. I won't even. I won't even watch. I'll. I'll cancel my subscription that day. I will not watch. <laughs> new, I will not watch Wrestle Kingdom out of penance. No, I will drag a sword across my belly and commit honorable seppuku because at this point, I will have lost it. I will have no honor. The coin will have lost all my honor. <laughs> I'll have lost the will to live. We could do it together. <laughs> All right, Matt. Matt packed. They're lovingly into each other's eyes. You know, <laughs> so we commit honorable suppaku. Uh, now on to the what should be the main event: Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton, aka the feud that decided to main event Raw, even though Retribution was making their debut. Whole another thing I didn't bring the fuck up: Retribution. <laughs> didn't win their debut match, didn't even look that dominant, and then the segment ends by being like, Orton McIntyre, this Sunday! This is the feud that's never going to end. I don't know. We just talked about that feud, remember? Yeah. That's Prophet Garza. I think McIntyre, Orton, I think this is it. I think this is where they call it. Drew's got a broken chin for some reason. And Orton is showing a lot of dominance. And I, I, I mean, I'm going to go back to my argument I had back at SummerSlam, which is Orton is their best heel. McIntyre's one of their best baby faces, but Orton is the best heel. And they gave them a full run, three matches, back to back to back to see, to give McIntyre a little bit of extra shine, show he can't go immediately taken down, takes Orton a little bit of time to get to him, but now finally defeats him, Randy Orton, new champion, Edge versus Orton at WrestleMania, because fuck. Although I can't wait for Edge to win the Rumble, then. I don't think it has to be that. I think somebody else is going to win it. And then is it, is it, holy, holy shit, is it 2007 again? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I would hate that if they did it any other way than the way that I'm accustomed to. So no more change, WWE. Ooh, ooh. And I know this one's equally bad. John Cena wins the Rumble, goes on to face Roman at Mania. That'd be fucking good. Anyways. 
What did you boys? The Rock comes back. The Rock <laughs> wins the Royal Rumble at 49. I I will say we're getting closer and closer to if Orton is a 16-time champ, then that is that's the fucking doomsday clock for Cena coming back. I hope you know. Yeah. Is this going to be his 16th? I think no, he's only his 14, 15. 15, yeah. Okay. 14 All right. or so. But we get spooky, John, because he's been hanging out in the Firefly Funhouse. What did you boys learn this week? I've learned I have no confidence in my picks anymore. In anything. Actually, no. I have some faith in the G1, because there's 15 more, like, nights left. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Like, we, the beginning is... If we've learned anything from the past two times we've done this, the, the beginning, beginning of the means G1 nothing. Is, yeah, oh, no, it doesn't nothing. matter. It's like the first round in a Jackbox game. Like, <laughs> next next week, we're going to come back, open the show, and I'm going to be like, I got them all wrong. How I got every single match wrong. That's Dylan has 37 points, and that's not <laughs> mathematically possible. I, uh... Yoshihashi is leading B-Block. <laughs> Yoshitatsu made his grand return. Uh, I learned that if I wanted to get my co-host to die and commit honorable su- seppuku, it's just thanks to Suzuki. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I've also learned that I've abandoned my boy! <laughs> you abandoned your boy! Oh, man. And I... Uh, oh, wait. Fuck. Where can people find you on the internet? Anyways, fuck. <laughs> You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Fidget on YouTube. You can find me here on the BS Network. And shit, fuck it. I don't know. All right. Shit, fuck it. You heard it, baby. That's where you find me. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. And you can check out all the other BS Network podcasts, including the brand new show, Fun Fiction, at a load of pure BS.com. Special thanks to Megaran for our theme song, Fighters. You can check out Megaran anywhere that you can find music. And, oh shit, I should try to get Megaran on uh, on Fun Fiction. That'd be a great get. And as always, you can find us at aloadofpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show Freddy Prince Jr. Because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life! 